I don't want you to get tired of seeing that picture or hearing this phrase, walking closer with God. I mean, if you get tired of that, then something's wrong. Because we need to desire a closer walk with God every day of our life. Okay, so I just really felt burdened and impressed to kind of lead out in this for the whole year. So now, not that every time you come to church that the sermon's going to be walking closer with God, but just for a little while. If you missed the Wednesday night Bible studies, I want to tell you, you've missed a blessing. Uh, we've been learning about people who the Bible actually talked about how they literally walked with God. Uh, out of the whole Bible, there's three people that's mentioned that literally walked with God. If you come on Wednesday nights, you learn about that. It's just, it's just pretty interesting. But what we're doing, uh, we've done it all month, is we're talking about aspects of our walk with God. How can we walk with God or in our, in our understanding of walking with God, what does that mean? And how can I apply that to my life to be a better Christian for the Lord? And so uh, last week we talked about walking in the word, walking in the word. Well, the last couple of weeks, actually. And we're going to come back to that again today about walking in the word. But the, the, the subtitle for this is the importance of God's word, the importance of God's word. And actually, if you have a bulletin, you'll see that uh, listed in there. So you know, we talked a couple of weeks about the word of God, walking in the word and then today, the topic is the importance of God's Word. So why in the world is it important that I read my Bible? Why do I hear so much emphasis placed on reading the Bible? Now, a side note to that is I'm very encouraged to hear of people wanting to read their Bible, wanting to, to learn how to do this. Preacher, I've never, never really read the Bible before. How do I do this? What do I need? Where do I start? Those are wonderful questions. Because that lets me know there's people that are interested in their walk with God enough that they want to know, how do, how do I read the Bible? And, you know, uh, you say, well, that's kind of a silly question. No, it's not. You pick up start reading the book of Leviticus, you're going to have more questions than I've got. So uh, it's never, there's never a wrong question to ask, especially if, if, if you're a Christian who's really trying to grow your walk and you've never really been faithful in reading the Word. There's not a silly question to ask, okay? So I want you to feel comfortable with that. I want us to think we're so super pharisaical. I've read the Bible all these years and yada, yada. No, no, no. There's, a, there's always room to start. There's a place to start, okay? So take that, take that road with us. Take that step as we learn about God's Word, okay? You're going to see today the importance of God's Word. There's a reason. There's a reason why it's so important to read the Bible and let it be a part of your daily not weekly, but daily activity of your life. Okay, we're going to look at that today. There's a scripture I want to open us up with. It's in Hebrews chapter number 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And it kind of be the theme text for today. And it's actually printed in the bulletin there if you don't have a Bible. But listen, if you have a Bible, look at your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, look at the bulletin. If you don't have a bulletin, look at the screen. I mean, I think we've got all bases covered, right? Now, everywhere you, you know, one way or the other, this scripture is out there, okay? So Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, and uh, look at verse number 12. Notice what the Bible says. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I want you to know that the Bible that you hold in your hand, the Bible in your possession, is a living, breathing, powerful book. 
It does something that no other book can do. Now, you can read books that maybe stir your emotions. You know, there's different kind of books you can get, novels or whatever. And there's romance and, and there's fantasy and science fiction. And, and they can stir your emotions. But the Bible is the only book that pierces the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And it goes down into the inner parts and it starts doing a work in our life. Okay, that's the word of God. That's the Bible. And just for a few moments, okay, I won't keep you long today. Just for a few moments, I want to give you this, this subject, the importance of God's word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you once again for this privilege that's ours to gather in your house today. Thank you for these that were able to be here, whether on the inside or listening by the way of the speakers and radio transmitter outside. Also, Lord, we know there's some that can't be here because they're ill, have different things going on. Lord, we ask you to touch them. Lord, help them to be able to come back to your house. Help us now to focus our attention on the Word of God. Not what I say, but what the Bible says. And I pray that it will speak to us through the Holy Spirit. And Lord, if there's any decisions that need to be made today, Lord, I pray that those decisions will be made to bring honor and glory to you. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, the Bible is not just a book that you read and forget about. It's not just a, a book that you just place on the shelf and it's an heirloom or something. The Bible's more than that. Okay? The Bible is a book that can transform your life. It has power. It's the very Word of God. The Bible, that you hold in your hand, the Word of God. Do you ever want to know what God has to say to you? If you start opening that Bible and start reading it, you're going to find out a whole lot that God has to say. Sometimes I don't want to know what God has to say to me because that word of God is quick. Now, let me tell you this. The word quick there doesn't mean fast. Not fast. OK, what that word means is you bite your fingernail into a. What does that mean? It means you get you get past the dead part and get to the living part. OK, and when you get to the quick, you know it. Right. When you get to the living part. You know it. Okay, it stings a little bit. But that's what the Word of God It's quick. It's, it's living. It's alive. And notice, it can have a little sting to it. It, start, it, it starts piercing. And, and, and piercing's not a... When you think of the word piercing, that's kind of a painful thought there. But it goes down inside of us, and it starts piercing into things. And notice the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It starts going into the innermost part of us. That's the word of God. That's what separates the Bible from any other book in the world. And that is why we're going to look at today the importance of it. That we should read it. Because there are things that we get from God's word that we don't get from other books. And there's a power that it has. The Bible penetrates the deepest parts of our soul, our spirit. The Bible teaches us the difference between right and wrong. And when the man of God takes the word of God and preaches the word of God, not only, listen, I say it many times, when I preach to you, I've already preached the sermon to myself. That's, a, that's, that's the two-edged sword. Cuts both ways. Okay? Uh, there's a whole lot of repenting and confessing I have to do many times before I ever preach a sermon. Why? Because in my studies, that thing's just started piercing me. Started pointing out some things. That's the two-edged sword. That's the Word of God. Your life can be transformed by the power of the Word of God. I want to look at some things today. If you have your bulletin, you'll notice there. there's some section where you can write your notes in. It's up to you. 
But I want to give these today, and it's up to you if you want to write them down, but in, in the, the importance of God's Word. Why is God's Word so important for us to, to read and live by? Let me give you just a few things. We'll probably pull this out into two sermons because there's so much to be said. But I want to give you just a few things today. Let me give you the first one today. Why is it so important to read God's Word every day? The first thing I would tell you is this. God's Word sustains us. God's word sustains us. What does that mean, preacher? Well, in Matthew chapter number four and verse number four, you read Matthew four, you're going to find out that Jesus, after being in the wilderness uh, uh, for 40 days and 40 nights, you remember he comes back and uh, the first thing that happens is he's tempted of the devil. Okay, Jesus, he hadn't eaten anything for 40 days. And all of a sudden, the very first thing that he's going to come, the devil's going to tempt him. And he tempts Jesus. I don't know, if you read through there, I'm just kind of giving you the short of the story, but he tells Jesus, if thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. Because, you know, why did he do that? Because he knew Jesus hadn't eaten anything. Right? Uh, boy, when I think about commanding stones to be made bread, you know, you can go to some of them restaurants and they bring those rolls out. You know what I'm talking about? And, they, and some of them, they've got that cinnamon butter, or that honey butter. And then you put it on them rolls and everything. Boy, it, mm, it's good. And I can imagine, Lord, I, I mean, if you've been 40 days without eating and, uh, and, and you get tempted like that. I mean, what you know, a lot of people, the first of the year, they want to start a diet plan. You know? And, and the worst thing you can do if you start a diet plan is go somewhere where they're going to bring out rolls to you. That's the worst thing you can do. I mean, especially the kind of where you, know, you go to some of them places, they got the cinnamon butter. And man, it's so good that I don't even have to have a, once the rolls are gone, I can just take a spoon and get that cinnamon butter going. But that's the worst thing. Why? Because you, you, you try to cut back, try to lose weight, trying to get healthy, and then you go somewhere where there's temptation. But what did Jesus say? The answer is in Matthew 4 4. And now here's the importance of God's word. Notice what he said. When he, when he responds to Satan, he said, but, but it's written, man, talking about human beings, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What does that mean, preacher? What did Jesus say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. What's he talking about? He's talking about the word of God. He's talking about the Bible. Humans, yes, we need food, we need water to sustain our physical strength. I remember years ago, uh, I don't, some of you may remember the Terry Schiavo case. Remember that lady that was in the hospital and they, the, the government intervened and, and the judge ruled and, and they pulled the you know, feeding tube out and all that. You know, y'all remember that? And, and, and it was so sad because uh, they had deemed her, you know, um, Incompetent, so forth, uh, mentally, and her family fought to try to keep her. It, it was sad, but what happens is when you take away the food source, you're going to die. You're going to die. And it was a sad, sad day when Terry Shavo passed away. Don't tell you something. Jesus said this: as much or more we need physical food. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you're a Christian today, 
and you hadn't read your Bible between last Sunday and today, you're not strong at all spiritually. You're very, very weak. You're very, very anemic. We need God's Word to build our strength spiritually. When you don't eat physically, you go a couple of days or whatever. I mean, I can't go. I can't go a couple hours. But I mean, imagine you go a couple of days and you're not. You all of a sudden you start feeling poorly. Start feeling weak. Why? Because you need food. And as a Christian, I'm telling you, you need the spiritual food that comes from the Word of God. Jesus Himself. Matter of fact, how are you going to fight the devil if you don't have the Word of God? Jesus combated the devil with the Word of God. Matter of fact, you read through there. And there's four different occasions when the devil tempts him. Jesus is going to say this. He says, it is written. It is written. It is written. Where is it written at? The Word of God. You've got to have God's Word to sustain yourself spiritually. I can't get into all the details of everything that happens in our world. I'm going to tell you this. The devil, the Scripture tells us about he's shooting fiery darts at us. There's fiery darts going after you as a Christian all the time. Some you don't even see. The devil is constantly at work shooting those fiery darts. And if you're not guarding yourself and protecting yourself and shielding yourself by the Word of God, if you're not building your strength spiritually, you're going to be apt to fall because those darts eventually are going to drag you down. God's Word sustained us. sustains us. We are supported by His Word in this dark, dreary world. Listen, I, I'm glad we come to church uh, three times a week and, and sometimes more than that. But I want you to know that and, and three times a week, that, that's a lot for some people. But that's not a lot in comparison to what you have to battle out there every day. Every day. Because the devil don't take a day off. Get yourself in the Word of God. I want you to come to church. I want you to come to classes and learn about... That's wonderful. You need to do that, but... Outside of this, you need to get into the Word of God. You need to start feeding yourself through the Word of God every day. Humans need food and water to sustain themselves physically. And Christians need spiritual food to sustain themselves every day. Let me give you another one this, this morning. Not only does God, God's Word sustain us. Let me give you another one. The Word of God purifies us. The Word of God purifies us. What does that mean? Notice if you would in Proverbs chapter 30. In verse number five, notice what the Bible says. Every word of God is what? Pure. Every word of God. Now, remember what Jesus just said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Right. Notice this. Every word of God is pure. Notice he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. He's a shield. Who's the he? Pretty interesting, isn't it? Went from talking about the Word of God, He. Notice that God is the Word. Notice that the Word was made flesh. Jesus is the Word. The Word of God is pure. That verse there, it's, it's talking about the Word of God being pure in the purest form. The most pure thing we have is the Word of God here on earth in the purest form. Then the Word is addressed as a person, talking about He is a shield. Aren't you glad today that you can be shielded from the things of the world? You're shielded by God through Jesus Christ, the Word of God. When I take this Word of God and read it, I'm putting a shield up. I'm putting a shield up. Why? Because this world is full of corruption. It's full of corruption. Let me ask you this. What happens uh, if you fall down? You know, 
I can remember little kids, and of course, Easter Sunday would come around, and and you want to doll those kids up. You want to get them looking pretty to go to church on Easter Sunday. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember doing that? I mean, if there was one day you was going to get the kids dressed up and everything, it was going to be Easter Sunday, right? But before you could ever get out the door to get to church, what happened? They somehow found themselves dirty. I mean, and, and it's like there could be no dirt pile anywhere around, but it's going to find them. Yes, some of you know what I'm talking about. Amen. But you know what happens? You know what happens? Listen, this, we, we get saved. We get regenerated. This Word of God is pure. I just mentioned that we don't go to church every day of the week, but you can read the Bible. What about the day you don't read the Bible? What about the day that you don't take in God's Word? And all of a sudden, boy, if we could, with our spiritual eyes, if we could see all the dirt around us, spiritually speaking, I'm talking about the evil, the sin, the wickedness, the dirtiness of things. And the day that you don't read your Bible, guess what happens? That dirt that you didn't intend to, to get all up over you, but you can't help it because it's just flinging around everywhere. It's just flying. And though you don't intend for it to, what happens sometimes is that dirt and filth of the world hits us. It sticks to us. What do we do when that happens? Well, as we read the Bible... Every word of God is pure. You know what happens? That word of God starts purifying us. It has a cleansing value. It, it takes us and it sets us apart to be holy just as God is holy. Jesus will say this in John chapter 15 and verse number 3. John chapter 15, verse number 3. Jesus said this. He says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So, when that filth and dirtiness of the world, that sometimes we don't... Listen, a lot of times we know what we're doing, but sometimes we don't even recognize the filth. It just And then it gets on us. And we didn't read our Bible that day. But you know what Jesus said? That we are clean. Did you see that? Now you are clean through the what? Word. Why is it so important to read the Bible? So that you can keep yourself clean. Clean. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being physically clean either. Okay? When you, when you get dirty physically, you get out there and sweat. And uh, the, the, the sweat pours and stuff. And, and there's nothing wrong with, with getting in the, in the shower. If you still take a bath, take a bath. Whatever you got to do. But make sure you clean yourself up. We clean ourselves physically, but we need to clean ourselves spiritually. Jesus said you're clean through the Word. In John chapter 17... Jesus would also say in verse 17 of this, he says, sanctify them, sanctify them. Notice that sanctify set apart through the truth. And thy word is truth. This word is pure. It cleanses us. It sets us apart. It doesn't make us better than anybody else, but it makes us fit to be used by God. God, he wants vessels of honor. And if, if our lives are, are full of dirt and filth, and when we're not taking in God's Word, He can't use us like He would want to use us. He wants vessels of honor. He wants us to be clean for Him. We're sanctified through the Word of God. We're purified through His Word. His Word cleanses us. Makes us clean. And a lot of times, listen, if you hadn't read that Bible like you should, there might be some dirt on you. You don't even recognize it. Get in this Bible. Start reading it. Let it cleanse you. 
And I tell you this, a lot of times what happens is this. He, he starts cleaning this on the inside, and that cleansing value works its way on the outside. Okay? We get it backwards, don't we? We tell people, well, you've got to do this, 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 and this, and this, and all, and then all this, and then you can walk with God. Now, why don't you start reading your Bible, let the Word of God work in your life, and you'll start walking with God. A lot of times, it starts, the walk starts on the inside before it ever reaches the outside. That's what we need to teach people. Get your inside right. The outside will take care of itself. I'm talking about this Word of God. I'm so glad today I have a Bible that sustains me when the world tries to tear me down, when the world tries to make me weak. I have a Word of God that I can read every day and study every day, and it builds up my strength. And when I say read and study, I'm not talking about hours a day. You know, preacher, I don't have time. I got this, 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 this. And yet God allows you to breathe His air on His earth. And you telling Him you don't have time to read His Word. Isn't that something? You don't have to read it hours a day. Find a time. Schedule a time. Get along with God. Fellowship with Him. Read His Word. It sustains us. It purifies us. It cleans us up. And then the next thing is this. And I like this. Talking about the Word of God. Number three, you'll see. The Word of God soothes and comforts us. It soothes and comforts us. Well, what do you mean by that, preacher? The Word of God soothes and comforts us. If you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to look with me. Uh, to a portion of, of Scripture in Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter number two. Look at verses sixteen and seventeen. It says, "Now our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, even God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting." You see this word consolation and good hope through grace. Then verse 17, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. No matter what you're going through, the word of God is so powerful that it can comfort and soothe you through your situation. That's the benefit of reading it daily. Remember those old, uh, the chicken soup for the soul? Remember that? Those old, uh, you, you want some chicken soup for the soul? Get your Bible out. It'll soothe you. It would comfort you. Through the Bible, we're reminded of God's grace, His peace in the middle of life's storms. We're reminded of the joy that we can find to strengthen us even in the tough times of life. We're reminded of the hope that we have in Him all through the Lord Jesus Christ. He's loved us and given us an everlasting consolation. He's there to console us. He's there to take care of us. There's people that would, if they just knew what they could have in the Word of God, just the outlook of their life would change. You would look at things so differently if you knew what God had for you. You can find these things in the Word of God, the soothing and comforting. We find so much grace. We find so much peace. We find so much hope. And notice you see in the verse it said, good hope. Good hope. I'm glad today for the Word of God. That takes care of me. Comforts me. In life's troubles time. Let me give you another one this morning. Not only does the word of God soothe and comfort the, comforts us. Notice this. The word of God. The word of God strengthens our bond with God. The word of God strengthens our bond with God. Let me give you a verse of scripture in Psalm 145. Psalm 145 and verse number 18. You're going to notice that the Bible says the Lord is nigh. The word nigh means near. The Lord is near unto all them 
that call upon him to all that call upon him in truth. Now, what did Jesus say was truth? He said, thy word is truth. When we go to him on the basis of God's word, it doesn't matter what brother so-and-so said or sister so-and-so said or doctor this and, and doctor that said. When you go on the basis of truth from the word of God, you can find the strength and the comfort that you need. There's a strength, there's a bond that you have with God. The importance of the word of God as we depend upon it and read it daily. There's a bond that we start creating. Listen, you can be closer to God than you ever had been before if you just start reading the Bible. If you start reading his word. Some of you, you may have been like me. Some of you may have been in church your whole life. And, and it, listen, habits can be good and habits can be bad. I mean, coming to church, if it's habitual to you, hey, that's a good habit. But if it's only a habit, then it becomes bad. I mean, I'd rather you come to church out of habit than not come at all. But the thing is, this word of God, we hear it so much. I've heard it my whole life. My whole life, I've heard you need to read God's Word. To be the Christian, you need to be read God's Word. And it came to a point where I knew all the I knew all the right words. I knew all those things. I knew the doctrines of things. I knew the steps of things. But listen, knowing it is one thing, but starting to apply it in your life and doing it, that's a whole different category. And some of you, you may have been like me. You heard this all your life. You may have even gone to church all your life. Maybe not. But here, you're hearing it today. And what I'm telling you and trying to describe to you is there is a bond and a closeness you can have with God that you will not have unless you read His Word. He's nigh unto them that call upon Him in truth. That means He's near. When you go to Him in truth, where is truth? Thy Word is truth. When you approach Him by the truth of His Word. Listen, if you just started learning the promises of God, there's thousands of promises in the Word of God. If you would just know those promises to claim in your time of need, then you can take God at His Word. There's a lot of people, their faith is not strong because they don't even know what the Bible says. When you start taking it in for yourself and start getting rooted and grounded, and you know what's going to happen? I'm not going to tell you that there won't be difficult days. Somebody may have to fight a battle just to come to church today. Hmm? Why? Because the devil's like that. He'll tell you it's cold outside. Huh? He'll tell you, man, you got it. The, the car's going to take a few minutes to warm up and this, that. You can, listen, the devil, and, and listen, it's not always bad things. Excuses are not always what we would call bad things. But the devil will provide you reasons to not go to church, to not read the Bible. I, if you're like me, every time you try to get ready to study, don't matter what time of the day it is, you, 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 there'll be a distraction. The phone will go off or, or this will happen. And, that, and all you want to do is try to get along with God and read His Word. Right? But we have to make that initiative. We have to take that time to get into His Word. Why? Because it strengthens our bond with God. I want my relationship to be what it can be and could be. And if I don't read His Word, He's not going to be as near to me as He could be. Not His fault. My fault. We dampen and hinder our relationship so much with God. Let me give you one more, and we're going to close today. One more, and we're going to close. You saw number four, the Word of God strengthens our bond with God. And then number five, the Word of God leads to spiritual growth. The Word of God leads to spiritual growth. What's that mean, preacher? 
We used this verse a couple weeks ago. We'll look at it again today. First Peter chapter two and verse number two. You see what the Bible says? As Peter was writing to the new Christians, he says, as newborn babes. So in the analogy of a newborn baby, when you got a newborn baby, you don't feed it table food. It's not ready for that. You give it milk. What does he say here? As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? Grow thereby. Now let's just, and, and, let's, let's reason with things here. If you're not reading the word of God, are you growing spiritually? Oh, but preacher, I, I do all these good things and, and, and I do this and I do that and I serve in this area and I serve in that area. That's all fine and dandy, but that don't mean you're growing. As newborn babes. Can I make an analogy here? Newborn babes, they don't need their parents' money. Newborn babes, they don't need a car. Newborn babes, they don't need a college fund. When a baby is born, they need milk. All the other stuff doesn't, doesn't help them at all. In the same way, God calls us as His children to desire His Word and depend upon it to survive. To depend upon it in this world in which we live. Just like a newborn baby desires and depends on milk 100%. This Word of God is the pillar to spiritual growth. We cannot grow. We cannot grow to be the Christian God wants us to be if we're not reading His Word daily. Can I challenge you? Can I encourage you? You want to walk closer with God in 2022? you got to understand the importance of His Word. It strengthens us. It sustains us every day. It shields us. It cleanses us. It helps us be, have a closer bond with God, be closer to God. And it leads us to spiritual growth. Do you want to be a better Christian this year than you was last year? I hope the answer is yes. It's not going to happen apart from God's Word. Not going to happen. Walk closer to God. Let's bow our heads if you would. We'll have a verse of invitation. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. No one's looking around. Not going to embarrass anybody. I'd like for you to not answer for me, but answer yourself. Okay? Don't raise your hand, but I'm asking you this question. Between last Sunday and today, how much of the Bible did you read? Did you read enough that it would sustain you each day? Answer that in yourself, in your heart. Are you reading your Bible every day? If you're not, then you're not the Christian you should be or could be. <clears throat> Can I encourage you? God gave us this day a new week, a new opportunity. Would you commit your heart? You want to walk closer with God, getting His Word. And if you're here today, you say, Preacher, to be honest with you, when I examine my heart, I don't even find myself being a Christian. I don't, I don't recall a time where I trusted Christ 
Or maybe I did and I, I just did it out of other people doing it and I didn't even know what was going on. But preacher, the Holy Spirit's convicted my heart and I need to be saved. If you're in that condition, I would love to take a Bible and show you how you can know the Lord Jesus Christ. And once you become a child of His, your walk with Him begins immediately. Whatever the need is in your life, God has brought us to this appointed time. Would you respond according to Him? Father in Heaven, thank You for the opportunity to open Your Word and preach. Thank You, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. And I pray if there be one here that needs to make a decision, or whether just to rededicate or recommit to some things, or maybe there's one here that does not know You as Lord and Savior, Will they come to you today, Lord, before it's everlasting too late? Bless this time, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand at our feet.